Cheers. So, Brett, we're getting to the end of 2023 for Two Drinks Cinema. So what are we going to do for 2024? Well, as our Christmas list has proved, Mm. going just by anniversaries isn't great. Yeah, Bill Murray. (laughs) Yeah, Will Ferrell. So, I had an idea. Okay. Listeners... Mm. Let us know what movie you want us to review. Yeah, yeah. We are going to put all the movies into a hat. Yep. I have a Willy Wonka-style hat, so there's a movie reference. Oh, okay. And then we'll just pull one out each week. Will it also come with, like, a child that was killed in a chocolate factory? No, it won't. Okay, that's good. Or any bubblegum or any dancing Oompa Loompas. It won't come with that. Okay. Hugh Grant or otherwise. All right. Okay. So So, people should write in and say, hey... Brett, I don't think you've done enough Bette Midler movies. How about you do this yeah. one? Yeah. If they are going to write in, yeah. make sure they do it on a stamped self-addressed envelope. <laughs> yeah. So people can send it back to us. That's going to be 2024. Good. We've got some Random. on our list already. We've already actually got one listener suggestion. Really? Prior to this idea coming to Great. us. Right. So if you want us to review your movie. Yep. Then get onto us on the socials or comment on the YouTube channel and let us know what you want to hear from us in 2024. Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Thanks, Mm. Brett. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, listeners. Welcome to Two Out of Three Recommend. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We're two brothers out of three getting together to chat and recommend drinks, movies, shows and things to keep you busy. Welcome to another episode of Two Out of Three Recommend. We are two out of three brothers recommending stuff that yep. we can't recommend on our Two Drink Cinema podcast. Yeah, because we'd go on for hours. Yes. Uh, so this week we are back with another thing. I'm wearing a pink T-shirt because news this week that not only is Barbie the biggest selling movie of the year, it's also the biggest selling movie in Warner Brothers history. Yes. Knocking no, off I... the last two Harry Potter movies not adjusted for inflation. Because I was like, uh, what have, and I was like, what have Warner Brothers done? And then it was Harry Potter. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. That's pretty decent then. Yeah. Yeah. And. And they were bad. No, they but were also, good. then the, the Warner Brothers boss has come out also during this week and been like, Harry Potter and DC are underused properties. We're like, yeah, because anything with a Marvel sticker on it yeah. means a billion dollars. Yeah, Harry Potter. The only billion dollars you've made is Barbie recently. Yeah. Like, they've had so many DC movies that have come out and been unable to really make a dent at the box office. Yep. Um, and it's just Barbie that has made it. I heard a podcast try to say that Barbie was a little bit for a niche audience. No. They went on to clarify and said when the Barbie doll first came out, it was for a niche audience. Like there wasn't already an audience for that kind of doll. Yeah. But the movie certainly wasn't. And I heard another movie podcast talk about one of the reasons that this has made so much money is because is is proof that the female audience is under What's the word? Not underrepresented, but unmarketed to. Yeah. Because, like, if they you think don't of the make big movies, movies... Big movies for women. Yeah. If and, the, all the big blockbuster yeah. movies are action movies that are more... Yeah. Um, ...geared towards a male audience. Yeah. Um, I reckon even Ben Shapiro's seen it twice at this point, Barbie. I think he would have to to know how much about it. To know how much he hates it. Yeah. 
Anyway, I'm going to go and see it again in yep. a week or so, I reckon. Cool. Let's have a drink. Sure. Sounds good. I have brought, for a little bit of nostalgia, a couple An of adult. UDLs, but the UDL cocktails. Uh, and so the ones that I've chosen, as you can see on the screen, yes, uh, the UDL pina colada cans. I love a pina colada. The, I'm going to say the, it. Um, the can looks old. You know what yeah, I mean? Like well, I feel like UDL don't do this artwork anymore. Oh well, they were in the reduced sale, reduced for sale oh, bin. As long as they're not off. Well, what's the date on them? You know what I mean? Like it just looks like an old style. Maybe that's what the point is. Maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah, the nostalgia factor. Not that I ever drunk when I was underage UDLs. And they've been since 1965. I actually didn't so. drink underage anyway. Yeah. Um, this is a UDL pina colada. I love a pina colada. Cool. Cheers. Oh, mm, very good work. Good, good crack. Smells pineapple y. Oh, it's not super alcoholic Ooh. tasting, but it's very sweet. Oh, synthetic coconut. Yeah. Oh, they know their market, UDL. It's a fake drink. <laughs> oh, that's not that nice. I don't mind it. I'll drink it. I mean, I still drink it, but it's not that nice. It could be a little bit colder. Sorry, it hasn't been in the fridge for oh, well, there you go. probably long enough. I would recommend chilling. Well, that's, Best why, I put it, <laughs> that's why I put it in the uh, two-drink cinema stubby holder, which you can get. Uh, if you tip us, we'll send you a stubby holder. Leo, so brought a snack. Great. I, br- I went to the chip aisle today. Good, good. I bought Smith's Subway yep. Meatball Sub Flavor. Oh, you know what I saw a TikTok of that we could do? Yeah. Is a couple for date night just walk through the supermarket and randomly point at the shelf and the other one says stop and they have to get that snack. Okay. And then they randomly walk through the ice cream aisle and they have to point stop. All that's right. That's what they have for dessert. They randomly point through the drinks. That's their drink. Okay. And they randomly point through like the frozen meals and they yeah. get a shitty pizza. Yeah. We don't need that. Okay. But yeah, so I've got Subway Meatball Sub Smith's Chips Limited, Limited Edition. 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 So... Um, I don't really do it. I pre-opened them because here's some I prepared earlier. I don't do Subway. I am on the record. I don't do a meatball sub at Subway. Oh, I don't do Subway. I've never had a meatball sub at Subway, so I don't know what to compare it to. So maybe this wasn't a great choice. I've had a meatball sub in Name Drop, New York. (laughs) All right, Joey Tribbiani. (laughs) Okay. Um, Taste icons. I don't do Subway uh, because the bread smells fake. Yeah, it's real bread, though. I no, it's not. I hate the smell of a subway restaurant. I also hate beefy. the sandwich artist. Oh, well, Bullshit! Artist. You're slapping some fucking cheese on a bit of bread. Anyone can do that. Ready? Anyway, cheers. cheers. Ooh, mm. tastes like rissoles. Yeah, it does actually. Tastes like meatballs. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit. That's actually not bad. It's a bit of a it's a bit barbecue flavory in the mm. meatiness of it, but there's more meat and there's herb. You can definitely get like the sauce, the the meatball sauce that they oh, use. Oh yeah, in the aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and I think there's herbs, which is what is making you think rissoles. Oh, I haven't had a rissole for years. There's some herbs in there. What do you call these, Dal? Oh, they're rissoles. good. All right. Well, that's you recommend taking that packet home, and I'll keep the UDLs. I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that for dinner tomorrow night. 
If you're a UDL fan, I reckon you'll like this UDL. I reckon... Because, like, UDL's thing is fake. I reckon go and buy the ingredients and make a pina colada yourself. But if you CBF or you're going to drink in a park with your friends... Oh, that's true. Which is what UDLs are all about. Yeah. Right? Sitting at a playground after it's dark and your parents don't know you're there, that's what UDLs are all about. Do I don't not know why underage. Said playground. It sounds like you're there drinking while you're watching your kids. Your kids, not kids. Your kids. Like, you know, let's yeah, go yeah. to the playground, kids. I'll get my UDLs. No, no. Mum's now in their Lululemons having their espresso martinis watching their yeah. kids. In, ca- no, in a can. Yeah. This is for. He's had plenty good chips. 11 o'clock on a school holiday weeknight yes. when your parents think you're at home, but you're not because you're drinking with your friends in a park. Not that I'm saying underage drinking should be allowed. These are for taking to the musical after party. <laughs> yeah, because they're cans and they're very easy. No one... And I probably... I drank UDLs at that house. No sure. one in the UDL target market is shaking their own cocktails. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, drinkable, chips, big chips fan. Are a winner. Big fan of the chips. Did okay. you already order dinner tonight? Cancel. I'll just have the chips. Nah, dinner's on the way. Yum, 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 yum. All right, that so I'm recommending the UDL if you're that type of drink fan. Yep. What does it stand for? Ultimate drinking liquid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it stood for... Something limited. Universal Drinks Limited? Maybe. It doesn't say. Oh, United Distillers Limited. It's a little... There you go. There you go. It's 1.2 standard drinks. I think I'd, I prefer Universal Drinking Liquid. Uh, you know what I'm going to get to is when we were in the UK, we tried these black currant and dark fruit ciders that have started to appear in... Uh, Dan Murphy's. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring some of those along in future weeks. Cool. Now, uh, recommendations. Uh, if you are one of the four people on the planet that hasn't seen Barbie, go and see it. Yep. Okay. I, Lee, I watched a movie. Great. It was on Netflix. I was on, on home the other day and I was just flicking through. I'm like, I need to watch something different. Don't just watch, instead of watching, you know, three episodes of a season of RuPaul's Drag Race that you've already seen four times, watch something different. Okay, yes. So, I watched Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, yeah. I've watched I should have watched three episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race that I've already (laughs) seen four times before. Seriously. Well, this is you not following my recommendation. Because the year that... I was pre-recommending. The year Dear Evan Hansen was nominated for far too many Razzies... I watched it, and I didn't get to uh, talk, talk about, about it on the podcast mm, mm. because you got the COVID. That's right. But I definitely did tell you not to bother watching Dear Evan Hansen. You know what? I wish I could remember back that far because I probably should have taken your advice. Yeah. Because it is uh, kind of shit. <laughs> um, look, <laughs> let me find the word shit. The story is weird. So, you know, the kid has no friends and he's a weirdo and he looks like, you know... Ben Platt. You know the the episode of Glee where somebody dreams that they're puppets? No, but yes. That's what Ben Platt looks like in this movie to me. 
A 30-year-old puppet, though. But not, because it's this de-aging thing they did. It's very off-putting. I still think he looks old, though. I still think he is worse looking in that movie than he actually is in, good, in real life. Anyway. Um, the, so, he's just like, I've got no friends. And then this guy yells at him and he's writing these letters to his therapist, to himself, whatever. Yeah. Yep. And then the kid, content warnings. And then he- <laughs> um, He's the last he keeps connection. The, he keeps this lie going. Yeah. And that, I just found that very awkward. Like, the well, whole idea of it, I found awkward. I get why he did it, because he wanted attention. He wanted to get into his sister's pants. But also, it's the only thing that's felt like a friend. Even yes. though he knows it's not real. I think he's psychopathic. It has a friend feeling that he's never felt before. Yep. And so wants to he feel. made it up in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I found weird is, like, it opens with a song, which was the one song that I'd heard from Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. I heard a story about that song. And then you didn't get another song until, like, half an hour later. And I'm like, mm. is this still a musical? Yeah, like, it what's is a happening? musical or is it an opening song? Um, ben Platt just kind of mumbles the whole time. So he's just like... Which is odd because he's a stage actor. And then... When he sings, yells. Yeah. Because you have to to sing that so- those songs. Yes. Uh, no. Nope. I wasted two hours of my life. Would you... Let me paint you a scene. You're at a pub. It's a Friday a night. It's about 10 o'clock. Yeah, it sounds, sounds familiar. Being yeah, on a Friday night. Yeah. Karaoke. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Would you sing a song from Dear Evan Hansen? I would sing the first song. That's it. But isn't like the song that I remember this person singing was more about the content warning than the opening of the... Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Odd. Very odd choice. I feel like KJs should be able to be like, no, now is not the time. KJs? Karaoke jockeys. Oh, fuck off. I feel like KJ well, yeah. should be able to go, no. No, read the a, room, it's mate. It's 11.30 on a Friday yeah, yeah, yeah. night. Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton is not the vibe I'm going for here. <laughs> God. Anyway, I also found, um, like, were we meant to feel bad for him at the end? Because I didn't. Yeah. Because I'm like, you made this up in your head. You drew all these people along. You were almost going to take their money at one point. And then it, you got found out and I'm not going to, I'm just not sitting there going, oh, but he's just a loner. I'm like, well, f- you're a psycho. Go to bloody yeah. The asylum. Yeah. Sometimes you can be a loner and I'll feel sorry for you if you're a loner. That yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah. Okay. But don't also be a deliberate weirdo. Yeah, true. Yeah? Um, yeah. But also, if you're going to be a weird... This is general life advice, recommendation. Yeah. General life recommendation. Be a loner? No. Uh-huh. If you're going to be a weirdo, right? Be an authentic weirdo? Prepare for some flack. Yeah, but if you're just like, being you, you're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if being you, totally fine, right? I just mean that if your being you is a bit different, there are going to be some people 
that have comments on that. Yeah. Because of the way people are. Yeah. And you have to have the strength inside yourself. Oh, okay. And search sounds like for a the song hero coming on. inside yourself. <laughs> all right. To be strong enough. And you could, then you've got to defy gravity. Yeah. Um, and then be strong enough to be your own self, true to your own self, not lie about a content You don't kid. need another hero. No, that's it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting. I was that, trying to have a serious moment. No, it's fine. Well, the way you said it. <laughs> I know. Um, anyway. Um, so, Ben Platt can sing. He is a singer. Correct. A stage he singer. A Tony yeah. for singing. Then when you cast Julianne Moore and Amy Adams in it, and they sing in the same time, you're like, <laughs> you sound average. See, this is what I don't get, right? Sometimes movie musicals will cast singers, mm-hmm. right? And then sometimes rent. I was perfect say, example. What was I, that? Was the exact example I was going to use? They then cast they the cast, whole Broadway cast, yeah, except for Rosario Dawson. Yeah, that's her name. Um, sometimes they don't cast any singers. I'm looking at you, Moulin Rouge. Right? Yes. Sometimes well, they, yeah, yeah. they do a bit of both. Yeah, Dear Evan Hansen, mm-hmm. or like the greatest Sweeney showman. Todd. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The, or like the greatest showman. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Michelle Williams. No. Tony Award winning singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zac Efron. Not as good as Hugh, but good. Right. Yeah. Kiala Settle. Singer. Yeah. Michelle Zendaya. Williams. Zendaya. Zendaya's a singer. No. She can do anything, Lee. Michelle Williams. She, the, 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 she's the future of the world. Zendaya. The, the unfortunate thing about Michelle Williams casting is that, she one, she wasn't great, but two... She, the same people wrote the music. She's going to be the iconic whenever someone sings that song. Yeah. So, you know, like it's going to be a Broadway musical mm. and people are like, you know, if I sing it at karaoke, it's going to be like, oh, well, it's, it's Michelle Williams' song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's not a singer. You know who they could have cast? Who? Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. She's a singer. <laughs> Like, it would have been very odd, but, hey, she would have been like... Well, it also would have been very odd because um, she is a rich white woman and that is part of the point of the story. Yeah, it is. Anyway. um, Can I recommend watching The Greatest Showman? I love it. I love it. I'm going to watch it again. Um, Just because. Are you still talking about Jeremy Hansen? No, it was weird. Basically, I don't recommend it. Okay. The last few episodes we've had, we've recommended flat out. Yep. So I'm glad there's a non-recommending. I'm going to recommend The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. I know it's old, uh, but it's a great show. Hugh Jackman is great. You know what I would also recommend? We've talked about it on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. When you watch Hairspray or High School Musical, you think Zac Efron's great. Yeah. Right? Then you watch... Hugh Jackman sing with Zac Efron, and you're like, oh, no, Hugh Jackman is great. <laughs> I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of Hugh Jackman's voice. He, It's not my choice of tone that I would listen you to. You know when he's all like, ah, he's That was great, my though. impression of him as Jean Valjean. He's a great singer. He's a better Jean Valjean <laughs> than Russell Crowe is a Javert, though. <laughs> 
But I will take um, Hughes Jean Valjean yep. over Russell's well, Javert. I'd take my Jean Valjean over Russell's Javert, <laughs> and I can't even hit half of those notes as I just demonstrated. So I'm, I'm going to recommend The Greatest Showman just because it's come up, but I'm also going to recommend listening to the bass in the moments of each song, right? So the bass just ticks along and just goes doom, 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 doom for yeah. the whole song, right? Then when it gets to the big moment, like before the last This Is Me, before yeah. the last chorus of Greatest Show, um, the bass just puts in like this hectic, crazy fill mm. of just like... <laughs> just like two beats out of nowhere where the bass player's like, fuck it, I'm going to play every note I can. Yeah. And just... Shoves I'm them bored. All in. Nobody's paying yeah. attention to me right now. I'll just see what I can get away with. Um, and me and my mate, who's a bass player as well, um, watch it and just like crank it up for that half a bar with the fill. I would so also listen out for that if you're watching the Greatest Showman again. I would also recommend. There's a soundtrack they did of like people. Oh yeah, re-recording the Doesn't songs. Pink and her daughter sing. Pink one? and her song sing. Pink and her song. Pink and her daughter sing it. Bit yeah. of it. And there's you know because it's an interesting take on some of them that that make it make it good. Who else sings the duet one million not million dreams the start rewrite the stars one? Um, it's like Doesn't Sarah matter. Bareilles. Yeah, or is she sing that other one that Michelle Williams sings? Um, I remember our old singing teacher, Doctor Bob. Yeah, liked the movie, but he's like a proper like opera trained singer. So when Vera Lynn sings her song. The song James is- Arthur and Anne Marie. Oh, I don't know them, but it's a good version of that song. Yeah. When Vera Lynn sings her song, I remember he his review was like, that song is not nearly good enough to show how good she was at the time, which is mm. true, but it is also a musical. You know how Rebecca Ve- fuck. <laughs> you know how Rebecca Ferguson uh, didn't sing that. Yes. The girl who sung it. Yeah, American Idol winner, not winner. No, she she went on X Factor. Oh yeah, one of those. Yeah, and sung that song. She was like, "You might recognize my voice from singing this song in a movie." And so she sang, and they were all like, "Oh, you're amazing!" I'm like, "We already knew that, Lauren." No, I thought she got the part because she was on Idol. Nah, the way around. No, Lauren, she was Lauren Alred. Yeah, but she went back on. She's like, "I did that. I'm not famous." Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And they were like, oh, wow, you can really sing that song. I'm like, it's on a fucking Lauren soundtrack. Lauren Allred mate. is an American singer, songwriter, and actress, made her Billboard Hot 100 debut with the platinum selling Never Enough from The Greatest Showman musical. Mm. Okay. So she, oh, so she did a blind audition. Her blind audition on The Voice, the US, was in 2012. Right. She sung When Love Takes Over. That's an odd choice. Then in the battles sung Need You Now, Lady Antebellum. Ooh. She was saved by her coach. Ooh. Then in the knockouts, she sung Amy Winehouse's You Know I'm No Good. She gone. Saved by coach. <laughs> then in the live playoffs, she sung Lisa Stansfield's All Around the World. Okay. That's great. Uh, and was eliminated. Cool. But yeah, good movie. Oh, okay. Then she got a gig. As a member of the recording ensemble for a film musical being developed 
by Pasek and Paul. Mm. After working on early demos, she was cast as the singing voice of Rebecca Ferguson's character Jenny Lind on the project The Greatest Showman. You know, that's also how the guy, you know, the movie The Commitments? Yes. Andrew Strong is the main guy, one of the cause, just Andrew. Just Andrea. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> Andrew like Strong. Saying, that's like saying Destiny Child is in Dreamgirls. Is the main guy, right? Mustang Sally. Yeah. Better than that. Yeah. While they were auditioning singers, they wanted to rehearse the band. So he was the rehearsal singer. Oh, God. To get the band together. Yeah. And then they were struggling to find a singer, and he was killing it. 16 years old. Oh, is he? And they're just like, just fucking make this. He's only that young. This this kid can do it. Yeah. Jesus. There's a little bit of movie trivia for you. never saw him again. I did live at the Corner Hotel six years ago. (laughs) Random. It was really good. Anyway. Very good. Um, I have a movie that I've watched. I've talked about two others, but the movie that I forgot the name of last week (laughs) is Things Heard and Seen which is a horror thriller movie mm-hmm. uh, based on a novel entitled All Things Cease to Appear by oh. Elizabeth Elizabeth Brundage. stars Amanda Seyfried and James Norton, who oh. is a very creepy, sleazy Who's man. James Norton? Uh, I have seen him, but don't know him. James Norton. If that Norton. makes sense. Spelt like Aaron? No. Uh- N O R T O N, like Horton, here's a who. Oh, okay. Yeah, but with an N. Norton. So the movie is set in 1980 for unknown reasons. Um, and Amanda Seyfried is a mum with a daughter, which I don't really believe Amanda Seyfried as a mum. Okay. But it does get quite creepy, and there's some seancey shit yep. and spirits. Uh huh. Not quite. Um, where they need to get that little woman in from, what's the movie called? Poltergeist. Poltergeist, thank you, God. Um, Not quite to that level, but she finds an old Bible containing a family tree of the previous owners. Okay. Uh, And then things happen and there's a twist and James Norton is an asshole in the movie, not in real life. I've never met him. But if you're into creepy thrillers, uh, it is on Netflix and is called Things Heard and Seen. I'm not recommending Brett to watch it. I won't like it. But I'm recommending if you are into horror thriller movies. It also has a very has a very interesting photo on Wikipedia. Oh, it went back. Why did it go back? <laughs> because of the way he's standing and then what he's standing in front of. So he's standing on like a bridge and it's got like pillars on the thing. Yeah. And it's like... The pillars are kind of lined up with his legs, so they look like these legs. Yeah. Anyway, but then uh, the, James, if you're listening, the change barrier, your Wikipedia. The barrier of the thing looks deliberately placed like, to block up, something. Yeah, like he's not wearing any pants. Like those funny photos when they show the divers and their names come up and cover their speedos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because their speedos are so tiny, it looks yeah. like the drivers are nudie. The drivers, the divers? Divers are nudie. Um, <clears throat> I have You've some got something else to recommend? I've been on some travel recently. Yes. Um, And I did some traveling. I don't do a lot of traveling, right? Yes. But you can tell, so you can tell people that travel a lot and people that don't. Yes. Especially when you're on a 7.30 a.m. flight from Melbourne to Sydney. The city flyer. You know, and it's like there were three guys that knew each other from working 
They all rocked up in like brown shoes. Oh yeah, brown shoes. The brown kind of chinos, white shirt, blue jacket. They were all wearing the same thing. It was like a uniform. I thought that is hilarious. R.M. Williams, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's me, my you know Harris scarf shoes that are imitation. <laughs> um, R.M. Williams. Um, basically, my recommendation to the general public: be better. Is there? You know, sometimes you can just go about life just minding your own business, right? Yeah. Yep. Other times, there are things where you should listen to people that are in charge. Yes. And I think flying is one of them. Yep. Yep. Not so much the actual flying. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you're boarding a plane, listen to the announcement. I'm so, like, I don't always follow rules. Okay. Like Rebel. (laughs) Sometimes I'm just like, no, I feel like... I don't know enough to understand this rule. Yep. So I'm just going to follow it. So, and I think that's the case on planes. Yeah. Um, you know, we are just boarding business class now. Yeah. Your economy slob, like the rest of us, don't yep. go line up with them. Oh. The other one, though. So when I was flying, I flew Virgin from yes. Perth to Melbourne. Okay. Right? Average. Um. But they were like, we first will be, you know, economy plus business yep. premium seating. We're going first. Okay. Yeah. Right? Fine. Most people were fine with that. Um, then he goes, we are boarding everybody else now. Yeah. If you're rows 1 to 13, board from the front of the plane. If you're 14 to 30, yep. back. go the back. Yep. Do you think everybody listens? Oh, fuck. And then there's people, because I got an aisle seat. Yeah. Right. And I was wearing like 23 or whatever. So I went on the back, especially when you're walking down the little tunnel. Yeah. And it says, there's a sign that says 15 and above this way. Good. Then you have to go down flights of stairs. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Um, then there's, then I sat on an aisle and then there's people like, there was this hilarious moment. It was like two women and were t- sitting together and then another guy was separate. Yeah. And so then there was this other couple coming from the back that needed to go forward as this guy and these two women were from the front and had to go back. And then was like, oh, but we have to go there. And so for a bit, they were just, well, we have to go there. And they just said, because just a stalemate. You can't walk around people in an aisle of an aeroplane. No. Because it's almost as wide as me. And that's it's what why I learned on that plane. <laughs> they board one to thirteen yeah. together and fourteen to thirty together. So then the guy was the guy was coming this way, and so he goes, "Oh, there's nobody in these seats. I'll just duck in here." Yep. And then the woman, this guy, this then, um, this couple were going past, and then she said to these women, "Oh, we we need to go down there," and she's like, "Yeah, well, we're sitting there." Like where the guy was standing. So then they did it's like then they went in there, then the couple went past, then the women came out, then the guy went out and walked again, and then the women went in and sat down. I was just like because they were just standing at each other, looking at each other, like, how do we solve this? Like some sort of slide puzzle. Yeah. (laughs) And I was almost gonna stand up and be like, This this should be like an amazing race. Um, challenge. It's like an escape room. Yeah. You have to go, <laughs> how do you move the pieces around 
to do this logic oh, puzzle. You know what solves the problem? Fucking listen to the announcements yeah. and board where you're meant to board. Because everybody's on their phone because they have to call and then whatever. And I was just like, just listen to people. The other thing that's annoying is when you mm. travel by yourself. Yes. You have to take your fucking suitcase everywhere. Yeah. Like I'm sitting in the gate because I get there too early. That will be a surprise to no one. <laughs> you get there an hour early for your flight. Um. And then I'm like, oh, now I need to go to the bathroom. You got to take your suitcase. Got to take my suitcase everywhere. Yeah, annoying. That's why it's not quite the same. But next time I, from now on, I'm only going to travel with a backpack. Yeah, the size of the backpack might change. Like even my next international travel, I'm not taking a suitcase Mm-mm. because getting like we had to get get. Walk from our hotel to the train, catch the underground to somewhere, change to a national rail, and then go somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm wheeling a 20-kilo fucking suitcase around. No, thanks. I'm just traveling with a backpack from now on. And if that means I wear the same T-shirt four times in two weeks, I'm dealing with it. Well, you saw me with my little suitcase when we were in Newcastle. FYI, I bought a new suitcase. Oh, good. Did it fit this time? Yeah, fit. No, it fit. It fit. It fit. The problem with it was too heavy oh, it was because Jetstar are yeah, yeah. a ripoff. Yeah. Even though I was like, my um, luggage was borderline yeah. for Virgin, and I'm like, they're going to weigh me, but I've got my argument ready. It was like seven kilos plus a personal item, right? Oh yeah. So my no suitcase was item. so my suitcase was like seven point whatever kilos. Yeah. And then I had like a laptop bag with my laptop in it. And so, okay. all together, that was like 10 kilos. Yes. And if they were going, it's too heavy. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Carry on is seven. Yeah. Plus my personal item. But you were 7.1. Yeah. Fuck them. They didn't measure because it. Because the flight was <laughs> also full. Could you have taken 100 grams out of your suitcase and put it into your laptop bag? Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. So, I was like, no, I'm ready for this argument. I don't care. Were um, you going to carry them? And I wasn't going to carry them. I'm like... I was like, I had the website ready to go. Now, yeah. this is what it that's, says. That's Karening. It didn't say up to seven. That's, it said seven. That's Karening. Yeah. No. Um, well, that's a, is 7.1 over seven or is it seven? Well, it just says seven. Yeah. It doesn't say eight, like less than, it has to be less than eight. Yeah. Though. But it doesn't say it has to be less than seven. It's just seven. That's true. Mm. So, if I've only got a scale that the only scale ever invented that just has a single digit number... <laughs> Well, if it doesn't a, have decimals. If it's an analog one. Yeah, I don't know that it's 7.2. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but it was interesting. So there was a, then I was sitting, you know, the, the flight from Virgin, so Perth to Melbourne, was a plane that's just 3 3. Yes. Right? Yeah. I was on the aisle because I always get on the aisle because I would rather get up for people that need to go out than be the person that asks. Okay. Yes. Um, and I was like, it was so the six seats. It was me, and then this family were there. Me, the granddad, the dad. Then it was like the mum, and then the auntie, and a kid. <laughs> right. So that's the okay. six seats. So they're like surrounding oh, yeah. me. Yeah. I'm just like. Oh, Did they so ask you to move? No, they didn't ask me to oh, move because you could have gone viral on TikTok. I could have because that's the thing. That's the thing that people are doing that's shitting me. Right. Book your tickets. Like, if you're going to book as a family... But I would move. Yeah, yeah. But Unless it was like I had a thing about the seat. But it's totally... Yeah, but 
what a lot of these people are doing is not taking into account the other person's reason. Mm, They're just mm. like, I want to sit with my family. Yeah. Like, well, spend the 10 bucks per person to choose your seats. Yeah. So it was, and then at one stage, it was an uncomfortable flight. Okay. Because I was just felt squished the whole time. Yeah. Um, which is why I don't like flying. I'm not like scared of flying or the taking off the landing. Oh, yeah. Or I'm just not comfortable. I'm just uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then I can't sleep because I can't like stretch my legs a bit. Anyway, yeah. Even, yeah, anyway. Um, and at one point, the kid, I don't know how old the kid was, like less than two, we'll say. Okay. At one point, I was just sitting there and they, the kid was with the mum. And then at some point, they were like, oh, you can sit with your dad now. So then they passed the kid over, over you. the seat, not over me, but like over the, and I was just sitting there watching an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. I watched four <laughs> times before. And um, I was like, I looked over and there was a kid. And I was like, where the fuck that kid come from? But I think this grandfather was like, what is this guy watching on his phone? You know, he was sitting oh, there and yeah. he can't help but go like, what are you watching? And it was just, you know, a bunch of drag queens running around. He's probably like, what is this show? So I hope I hope he goes home and tries to find out and ends up watching it. But it down under? Down. No, it was the real one. It, oh, I okay. mean, the American The one. real one, because apparently down under shit. It is season. shit. Mm. And you know how I worked out it's shit. How? American drag is very different to Australian drag. Okay. And when you get an American host and a judge yep. coming in, and they want it to be the same as the American show. They're judging by American standards. But they're also like doing the challenges and these little kind of things based yep. on American Stuff. Okay. And then there's a disconnect yep. of like, there's yep. one particular mini challenge that there's a reading challenge. You basically just insult people, but in a fun way. That's right? drag. Yeah. That's a very like American. <laughs> so the American thing. But I was like, I'm like, that's not really Australian humor. Yeah. The way we roast yeah. people is different. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I worked out the disconnect is. And I said, I people are like, just let Courtney act host it and be done with it. <laughs> Though I did watch a bit where it was like, oh, I've never sewed anything in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, if I- There's someone if, There's someone on every yeah. single but season. If I doesn't. couldn't sew, yeah. right, maybe I'm a drag queen, right, and you do all my sewing. Yeah. Right? That's fine. But then if I'm going to enter drag race, yeah. when I enter, I'm like, Brett, you have to teach me fucking everything about yeah, sewing because yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be that bitch- who <laughs> can't win drag race because I've never sewn my own costume in my life. Yeah. There's always one, though. There always seems to be one. But you don't need to know how to sew a whole thing. You just need to know how to use a sewing machine a bit. I reckon I you could. You can get away with it. I reckon I could fluke a sewing machine. I, yeah. But isn't it always the one who can't sew who's like, I'm going to make like a patchwork quilt of a dress? Yeah, they just hot glue shit together. types of material yeah, and yeah, I can't yeah. even sew? Yeah, they go, I can't sew, but I'm thinking of making a hoodie. Yeah, I'm thinking of something, <laughs> making something really complex. I'm you're making a one-piece pant vest hoodie combination with a cape. No, but I, I saw don't know how one to that was like, <laughs> I've got three different types of material and I'm going to do stripes stripes that go diagonally across my body. I'm like, mm. fail. Fail. I know you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, because oh. the other thing is every season there's a celebrity impersonation challenge. Yes. And it's still always like one queen that's like, Joan Rivers. I don't oh. I don't do I haven't prepared anything. Or yeah. I have this one thing I'm gonna do Beyonce 
and that's it. And then Rue comes around and goes, Beyonce isn't funny. This is a comedy thing. You're meant to be funny. I would just pick Joan Rivers every time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's it because you can just insult everyone and be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, flying is annoying. I would not recommend flying. Is that what you're saying? No, I recommend flying. But to general public, I would recommend listening to the professionals in that environment. Yeah, they do know what they're doing. Like, and they are paid to know what they're doing. And. Yes. I got Qantas. Qantas? Qantas and Virgin were my flights. Yep. Qantas is better than Virgin. <laughs> like, you're just like, oh, there's a, one, there's a screen on the back of your seat. Yeah. There's a, you, there's a phone charger. Yep. And then I was like, because I flew back when there was a football game on that I wanted to watch. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able yeah. to watch it. Because it was literally like the whole flight was yep. three and a half yep. hours. I'm like, that's the game. Um, <clears throat> and I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to watch it. Then it was like, oh, this comes with Wi-Fi. I'm like, oh, great. 25 bucks. Oh, no. I'm thanks. like, mm, I don't want to watch it that bad. No, no. All right. That's enough. That's my rant about We've recommended traveling. some things and ranted. Uh, coming back to the start, I have liked the UDL and Brett's eaten most of the All the chips are gone. Chips. So uh, <laughs> they are both recommended. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Out of Three Recommend. This week coming up on Two Drink Cinema is our review of Cool Runnings. Yes. So I would recommend in the next couple of days before that comes up, watching uh, Cool Runnings and then getting ready to listen to that in the Two Drink Cinema feed. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for listening to Two Out of Three Recommend. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was produced and pay our respects to elders past and present. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a member, gaining early access to episodes and an exclusive episode each month, sign up as a member using the link in the show notes. If there's something you'd like to recommend to us, get in touch on the socials or in our Facebook group. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube. Leave us a rating and review and tell your friends. Cheers. If you're enjoying our random chat in this podcast and you're a fan of films, check out Two Drink Cinema. Each week we create a cocktail and review a classic movie, diving deep into the story and its impact on the entertainment world. Check out the link in the show notes for this episode or find the highlights on the socials.